Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who that? And welcome back to Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm Russ, as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, we got the whole squad here. We got Nate, we got Chris, and we got, um, we don't really have much to talk about today. So, uh, yeah, complete opposite. We have a shitload of stuff to talk about. It's been probably the most eventful two days of uh, postseason the Saints have gotten. Kamara got arrested. Odell said he was seconds away from signing with the Saints. Uh, Dennis Allen. Uh, is named the head coach. CJ McCollum was a Pelican. I mean, just I, I'm sure there's more I'm missing, but it's been an eventful two days to say the least. Uh, but Chris, how are you feeling? I know you, you're feeling pretty good today. Today's your day. Man, it's been a it's been a great day, man. There, there, <laughs> there's literally nothing, nothing that could have went wrong today that was gonna blow my eye, man. I mean, from the <laughs> moment, the moment, like. Literally, the moment from the moment I woke up this morning, I was like, "Up, up." CJ, CJ McCollum was a Pelican, so my day was set from there. It was nothing that was really gonna break it. And um, now we just learned that uh, the uh, the trade's official, so so he's gonna be in uniform. Looks like Thursday, the next game. So, man, that's listen. We good on that side. Mm-hmm. I I will say I was making dinner and I was making jambalaya because it's like. It has to be New Orleans day, and I burnt the <laughs> shit out of it. But it's like, all right, CJ, Pel- CJ's a pelican. Uh, I ate some some burnt rice, but <laughs> CJ's a pelican, and Dennis Allen's the coach. So, I mean, let's just jump off with it. Dennis Allen, uh, it was official today. He's the next head coach in the New Orleans Saints. I mean, we all kind of thought this was coming, uh, but I'll start off with you, Nate. Nate, what's your initial thoughts on this? Because, I mean, lots of different ways we could go with this. Yeah, man, it, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about with this hire, you know, down to even in at the extra stuff, you know, there's no guarantee any of the staff's going to be back. Pete Carmichael guys that we've talked about replacing or keeping, you know, it's been a big debate, you know, since we started, but overall, you've got to be excited for it. Anytime you hire somebody that's coming back and you know, that, that already has that, and we use this word for the Pelicans today a lot. We use this word for 
for the Saints today a lot for different reasons. You know, anytime you bring a guy in that has the culture that you really have tried hard to set up, you know, since post since pre-Katrina, you know, it's been it's been an effort. Sean Payton, Drew Brees, all those guys now down to Cam Jordan, Mario Davis, you know, uh, Lattimore, you know, all these guys that are really bringing. Of course, you can't leave out Kamara except today I'm going to. Uh, but just one of those. You just got to be happy despite, you know, me personally. I really thought the job was Eric Bieniemy to lose, uh, but I do trust this organization. And I trust what they've been building uh, that they're not just going to let it go to waste, especially, you know, I have a lot of faith right now in Gail Benson uh, and, you know, I got to think she was part of, you know, picking that, that, that hire as well as, you know, some other people that we really, really do praise, you know, nonstop usually for other roles in the drafting process, but from GM down, the Saints team has proven that it's time to reload, not rebuild. Yeah, and that's what I'll say is the main thing about this was culture. And the thing you get with Dennis Allen, the reason he was the main candidate for this job is you're not changing, you're not really changing anything. The the culture and the swag of this team still stays true. Uh, but the only knock of it on him has been, I mean, offensively, what's it going to look like? Because, I mean, we all remember that one season when Sean Payton sat out and Pete Carmichael called the plays. It wasn't bad but it wasn't anything like special and I know Dennis Allen's going to be uh still calling those defense plays he said he does not want to give his baby up so we'll see about that and we'll see they promote the defense coordinator but I mean this was Dennis Allen's job kind of up until they interviewed Eric Bieniemy, and that's when everyone's like oh that's a really good idea uh I was one of those people but I still believed in Dennis Allen and I mean it's not like you're going to bring in a new coach doesn't know where the bathroom is I mean Dennis Allen knows how this works he knows everything goes he's just now the head coach and so the defense coordinator so now I have to find a offensive coordinator as well because it's sounding like Pete Carmichael is going to be not calling the plays but it's still gonna be on the staff so that's got to be kind of awkward so I mean that's that's another talking point is uh the Saints didn't just have an eight-hour meeting with Eric Bieniemy for no reason I mean they obviously he was a head coaching candidate but he's a free agent so do you try to steal an Eric Bieniemy um, to bring him back home to New Orleans where he played football and grew up, or uh, do you look for another guy? So, I mean, that's that's a talk point as well. But, I mean, my initial thoughts, I love to hire in the post game or the – I keep saying that – the 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 introductory press conference, he he killed. I mean, he did a phenomenal job, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No, I – so I think we all knew that – we all felt like Dennis Allen was going to be uh, the head coach. Like we all felt he was going to be the high, you know, but I think like as time went along and the saints continued to interview other candidates, I started to think, well, maybe, maybe they might seriously consider going in, a, in another direction. Uh, it's, it would be unfair to say how far or how close they were to doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really curious about what that, you know, the statement that was overall made like, and what all went into it. Like, do they, did they, they wanted to pick someone that they were, that, that they were familiar with for sure. And they said, quote unquote, had a, you know, had a, uh, what was it? I, it was someone who, who was familiar with the Saints style and it was something else. Um, I, I mean, look, um, it's tough because to me it is an easy hire. And when it's easy, it makes it kind of bland, right? there were some some other sexy choices and I think I would feel a lot better about the situation if you do if you did go out and, and hire an Eric being to me to be your offensive coordinator 
Because I do think that they, that they need some type of flash. They need some spark now, right? Sean was the fiery guy. You know, he was, um, and not to say that Dennis isn't, you know, isn't necessarily like that, but he's not as charismatic as Sean is. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Sean, you know, Sean commands like a different level of respect and, you know, attention. And he's earned that overall. Um, I'd like to see them hire, bring in someone um, like an Eric or, you know, someone of that, of that caliber. He's the guy I, I would personally want if Pete Carmichael isn't, isn't taking that, you know, that role. But I will say, I mean, what it tells me is that I feel as if hiring Dennis Allen makes people, it, it, it brings in the, the thought to me that they're still going to make moves towards being a playoff slash Super Bowl contender. Like, I think if you wanted to go in a completely different direction, I think then, 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 you, would, then you would strip everything down. But if you wanted something familiar, that means that a lot of guys, you know, you know veterans, so on and so forth, that were on this team, probably you're probably going to find a way to stay and you're going to you know it's going to be business as usual the quarterbacks that you needed you know the weapons that you needed you're still going to go out and try to and try to find a way to make it happen and I think that you're looking at a situation where they're going to retool but they didn't want to have a have a spot put their players in a situation where it's a whole new infrastructure coming in um so that's what it tells me, you know, and I'm interested to see if that exactly what, it, you know, what it is or if they, you know, do decide, all right, you know, we're going to start young at quarterback and draft someone, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm really intrigued. But to me, I feel as if you make, you only make a move like that when it comes to Dennis, Dennis Allen, bringing him, board, bringing him back if you are trying to, you know, continue your relevance in the NFC South. And why wouldn't you with Tom Brady retiring and Tampa be, I mean, and Carolina being up in the air and Atlanta being Atlanta. I mean, you're going to have a chance to be right back in the playoffs and, have, and, and be there with an opportunity to compete for a championship again with this roster, I think. Yeah, that's the main thing is it, is it wasn't a sexy hire. And I think that's what kind of upset fans. I mean, no one was upset about it. But, I mean, you're not going to have Dennis Allen mic'd up for a TV show. I mean, that's just not. I mean, Sean Payton would absolutely be, and had, there's many shows about Sean Payton. There's not going to be shows about Dennis Allen. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> and around the league, you look at it, there's co they're hiring coaches from other teams, from retirement, from all these different things, because they're looking for an identity. They're looking for a culture. And the Saints already have that. Like, no, the Jacksonville Jaguars weren't promoting their defense coordinator to be their coach. They don't have a good coach right now. They got to find one. So, I mean, I think that's the main thing. And now you got to go find a defense coordinator, offense coordinator, and I trust them to do that. But what, what Dennis really talked about in his uh, press conference was he's going to have a huge say in the personnel. So that's really interesting to me because how much was, kind of like what you were saying, Chris, how much was the Saints being extremely aggressive? Was that Sean Payton telling Mickey to do that, or is that just oh, maybe a little bit of both? But I think the main thing is this defense is going to stay intact. Uh, I think he's going to try and keep guys like Kwan. You're going to try and bring back PJ and we'll see with Bradley Roby. So I'm not worried about the defense at all. Uh, there was a couple of questions they asked him about offense. I mean, that's kind of the main thing. His first thing you'll have to do as a head coach is find a quarterback yet again. I mean, in, in, in Oakland, he had freaking Terrell Pryor. And I hope it's not that bad if, if we have to have a <laughs> wide receiver at quarterback. So, I mean, that's going to be the first thing. It's kind of going to, judge how he starts his careers if he can find that first quarterback and I think based off what I'm hearing it sounds like you run it back with Jameis I mean they like the group that they had 
And if he wants to get ultra aggressive and maybe go try and trade for a quarterback or draft quarterback, I mean, that's, that's to be found. But I mean, the clear issue with this team is offensively and you need a wide receiver, you need a tight end, you need some interior help and potentially need a running back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another story for another time, but yeah, yeah that is definitely one thing you're going to have to watch out for, you know, and it's something where we were saying, even with all these free agents or, you know, traded possibility quarterbacks that we were like, oh yeah, they might bring somebody in, you know, a Russ, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, you know, whatever, uh, even, you know, bringing Jameis back. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to sell him on the fact that, I mean, Mark Ingram is in the building. How smart does that trade look now? You know, he's not what he was before he left the saints. I think that's just being fair. I don't think we ever really expected that, but with him in the building, you know, able to take up at least a little bit of that slack, uh, with other guys, maybe like Tony Jones Jr. and stuff like that, uh, it, you got to sell him and you got to sell Jameis on, hey, we're bringing in a wide receiver and we'll probably end up drafting a running back at some point. And I, we'll talk more about this later, but, you know, watching the film on this draft class, this is a really good time to pick up a running back. And another thing is that this year's free agent class is bad. It's not time for a full rebuild. So the Saints really did do the smart thing by going and, you know, even if you fall short, it's not a good time to go out and say, okay, we're just going to tank. We're getting everybody gone. This draft class doesn't have a top tier quarterback in it, in my opinion, in most people's opinion, there aren't a lot of clear number ones, except voila on the defensive line. And you know what the saints <laughs> really don't need to draft in the first round defensive line. We'll save that for a center or a guard. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm, I'm resigning from this podcast. If we, if we draft a guard, but uh, I mean, you, like you said, uh, guys like Bianami, Sean Payton, quarterbacks, wide receivers, skill positions want to play for a guy like Sean Payton. I mean, Russell Wilson has been linked to the Saints for so long because of Sean Payton. So you bring in Dennis Allen. I, I mean, I know for a fact Russell Wilson's not saying, I want to play for Dennis Allen. I mean, that's just not as a quarterback, a top-tier quarterback. He's not saying, I want to play for him. But, I'm, I mean, he obviously would. But, I mean, it just makes it a little bit more difficult, I think, uh, to go persuade a guy like that. And like you said, Jameis, you got to pers persuade Jameis. But I think he has enough relationships in this locker room where you shouldn't have to persuade him too much. Not much is really changing. No. And hopefully he can bring an offensive coordinator that, I mean – I'm sure they'll do a great job in bringing one in, even if Carmichael is the guy. There, there isn't much you got to do, honestly. Uh, someone asked Dennis if uh, they're close to being a contender, and he's like, yeah, we're, we're really close. I mean, you got to find a quarterback. You got to find a wide receiver. And, I mean, you're there. I mean, we have Michael Thomas just sitting on the couch ready to go, and I know for a fact he's going to come hungry. And uh, whether Kamara's suspended or not, we have Mark Ingram and – I'm I'm not, at first when I first saw us, we got to talk about it. We have to mention it. I mean, I was just devastated because just the all the different legal issues that come around with it, and just you don't want to see the NFL bashing your guy. But we do have Mark Ingram still, and we do still have Tony Jones Jr. So if there is a six to eight game stretch during the season where you don't have Kamara, I mean, you'll be okay. I think you'll survive. Uh, we, we did last it. year. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. You you mm -hmm. you've seen it. I, I you know, man. I the only thing about the Camara situation that that I worry about is if you know is if he's going to like you know you don't want a situation where he's suspended for the year or he has to face jail time or you know it you know 
really affects his, you know, his record, anything like that. I would hope, you know, that it's nothing, it's nothing like that. Cause I don't want, you know, you don't, you don't want a situation where, I mean, everybody, you know, like AK is a chill dude, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, regardless of the situation that happened, you know, you just hope that, um, you know, you, you know, you definitely want, uh, you know, justice for, you know, whoever, whoever was in the wrong, you know, for the, or, you know, whoever, whoever was in the right of the situation, you want some type of justice to happen and show that would, you know, that would, you know, that's going to take place. I just hope for AK, like beyond like football, you know, I hope that this doesn't impact his, you know, his career or, you know, help him, you know, have him lose endorsements if, if, if it, um, you know, that's, that's my hope. Now, if he was in the wrong, that's a discussion for a different period. But if we're talking the football field, like, you know, this is a team that, um, after last year, <laughs> you know what I mean? With as many different starters that, you know, you ended up seeing, I'm not concerned about anybody missing time. And, and AK was one of the, one of the people that had to miss month. Uh, what was it a month, five weeks? I mean, however, however much time he ended up missing and they found a way. So, um, you know, I think that they'll, that they'll be fine. They'll be fine there. You know, um, it's very interesting to see when you listen to, Dennis Allen's comments about being contenders. Uh, you're right. If I'm, do we think Russell Wilson's coming to play for uh, Dennis Allen? Probably not. But do we think that he may look at that roster and say, "Oh, I could, I could fill in. I like to play." You know, oh, Michael Thomas is healthy. Oh, they added a receiver. Okay. Oh, we figured out what's up with the legal situation with AK. Oh, he's going to be on the field eventually. Mark Ingram, that offensive line. I could do that. You know, whatever they, the the offensive coordinator is. Okay, that works. Possibility, um, but if not, and it is Jameis, I just don't look at a situation where you look where, where um, Jameis wouldn't want to return, right? Because now we were in a situation before where we felt like when Jameis got hurt and we thought Sean was coming back, or we assumed Sean was coming back, most of us felt like the team was going to go out and get a, they were going to get another quarterback, whether it would be Russ, whether it would be Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Like, I mean, I think most of us feel like they would they would go that route. And then maybe James. Now, like you mentioned, Brendan, I mean, it may, it may make sense to go to James, right? And at that point, you both need each other. Because are we sure? I mean, what who's going to who's looking to pay for James right now? And is he should he should he look to go for to go to another situation, even with Sean being gone? Should he look to go for another situation after the, after the growth that he made in Sean's system in New Orleans with the with the familiarity of all the people around him, players, coaches, you know, the coaching staff that's going to be left, so on and so forth, you know, um, the equity that he's that, that he's built in his time there. I think it will make sense for both sides if that's the route that they go and they can't attract the, you know a top guy if they kind of switch that you know that you know that bearing. Um, so yeah, I mean I. Um, I'm very interested to see how much things end up changing. I'm still not convinced that they won't be knocking on Seattle's door, you know, or, uh, you know, if Aaron Rodgers comes out and says he wants to, I, I, I think Aaron was probably depending on Sean or, you know, we'll see what happens with Sean Watson or whatever, but, you know, I would be surprised if they still look for a quarterback of that, of that caliber, but if it ends up being Jameis, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're a playoff team. And they should have been last year without him. And I mean, if you go get one of those top tier guys, that's that's freaking amazing. But if you if you're 
stuck with Jameis. I mean, you're not stuck with him. He's a great guy. He fits this culture. He is literally the definition of New Orleans culture. I mean, it's just he, he came in for, what, five, six games, and he, like, totally changed the culture of this this roster from last year. So, I mean, I would totally be down with Jameis again. And the scary thing is if you don't bring Jameis back, what's next? I mean, you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. You're looking at, gosh, a, yeah. a quarterback in the draft that would usually – I mean, probably has the value of a second or third round pick. So let's not even go there. Let's not, let's not even go there. Right. So we got Dennis Allen. We're looking for a new OC defensive coordinator. Last thing I'll talk about. Um, so he's already came out and said he wants to call his own plays uh, or at least once part of calling the plays and obviously making the game plan. Who are you guys taking Ryan Nielsen, Chris Richard, or someone else? Man, I honestly think at this point, Ryan Nielsen looks like he's probably got it. You know, we might see somebody kind of come out of left field. Uh, but, you know, as we stand right now, that looks pretty, pretty set for me. I'd be interested to see like what odds makers. I don't think they're probably making a prop for this, but if they were who they kind of have tagged from outside the organization, I think it would be really interesting. Uh, I think honestly, compared to the, the head coach search, the coordinator search is a little more hectic and a little less nailed in because, you know, you could go out and get a top tier guy. This is a top tier defense. I mean, we all know it. We've all seen it. Whole NFL knows it. But what top tier guy isn't going to want to be able to implement his own calls, you know, even yeah. in a halfway strategy. The only person I can think of is now the Texans head coach. So <laughs> please don't hire Lovey Smith ever New Orleans as an <laughs> Illinois grad. Please just don't do it. But yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting. I, I'm curious about it. Offensive coordinator will be something to watch too. Cause I mean, you, you, you look at it like it's the opposite of Sean, right? Mm -hmm. Sean went for the most part, a good majority of the offensive coordinators or the people that have been under him has been, well, it's been Pete, right? For the most part. And you, you, you saw, um, I'm, I'm trying to think I'm, I'm missing somebody else outside of Pete Carmichael, but uh, even down to, you know, quarterback coach, receivers coach, like it's been, whether it was Curtis or whether it was Joe Lombardi, like if you've seen like similar, similar guys kind of, you, you know, be in the, be in the system for a period of time, but defensively they've been up, they were all over the place. That wasn't his side of the football. So after originally bringing in, you know, bringing in Gary Gibbs, we saw so many outside hires. So Maybe Dennis looks at it that way, like, no, get me, get me the best talent that's out there on the offensive side of the football. Defense, I can, you know, I'm gonna manage that part. I'm gonna be the opposite of what, you know, of what Sean is just for the defensive side of the football. So I, you know, I'll get I'll bring someone up that I trust, whether it be, whether that be Chris Richard, whether that be Ryan Nielsen, uh, I don't really have a have a uh, you know, a pick. I mean, I I think that, you know, I like the way I like what I've heard players and former players say about Chris Richard over time, it was time through his time in Seattle. And I think it was Dallas after that. Like people, people say, you know, I, I've heard a lot of good things about Chris Richard over time. So that would be interesting, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious what they do on the offensive side of the football. And I would hope that Dennis would, you know, with that responsibility being, be, being completely put on someone else. You know, I would hope that, if it's clear that Pete Carmichael isn't going to be the guy, 
I would hope that similar to what Shine used to do, he would go out and say, we need, we need someone that mesh, but get me the best overall talent that's going to make sure that our offense is not as terrible as it was last year ever again. Yeah, and that's kind of the main thing is Sean Payton was here and Pete Carmichael has been the offense coordinator, the quote-unquote offense coordinator, but at the end of the day, he's just kind of an offensive assistant. I mean, he's not calling the plays. Uh, he doesn't really have much as a, as a say as Sean Payton does, so I kind of think of that as Dennis Allen with the defense. So in that situation, I think Ryan Nielsen deserves it. I think he'll be a defense coordinator one day for sure, uh, whether it's with this team or another team, but I'm promoting Chris Richard. You cannot lose him. He's already interviewed for three different defense coordinator jobs, Colts, Steelers, and Ravens, I believe. And I think all positions are filled, but at least that secures you for at least another season or two. Um, and he was so crucial to these young guys in the secondary. I mean, Paulson Debo, and we talked about a lot on this podcast. I mean, you can't just start a third-round rookie cornerback and expect him to play all 17 games. And he did. I mean, he wasn't really a liability at all. There was a few games where – a little rough, but there was no, nothing ever Ken Crawley or Brandon Brown are like, you know, so I, I think he's so important to this to this defense, and I think you promote him and obviously probably not going to call plays, so at the end of the day, you're not really looking for a play caller. You're looking for a, a good defensive coach, and I think that's Christian Sard. so we'll find out more. Uh, hopefully by the end of the Super Bowl, we got more information, so we'll get a deeper kind of breakdown of the whole coaching staff when it comes, but that's it for today's episode. We got a Pelicans game to watch. I mean, uh, it's won't bow down season, so let's go. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? Don't